Good afternoon, everyone. It is Wednesday, April 5th, 2017, and you're listening to episode five of the Dry Spell radio show. Uh, if you are listening online at uh, universitypulse.com, you will probably see that it reads that we are the Ty and Tay show. That is incorrect. We are not the Ty and Tay show. Um, something happens with servers and stuff like that and so it's gonna read like we're that but it we are not neither of us are named ty um and neither of us are named taylor uh we are actually i'm matt and i'm joined uh by austin as always as always so i just want to say for everyone listening live on the university pulse station uh thank you for listening for everyone that is going to listen um, on the podcast, once it is posted, thank you as well. You are all equally important in our eyes. Uh, if you want to reach out to us when you, if you are listening live, uh, you can email us at dryspellradio at gmail.com, or we are also on Twitter um, at dryspell underscore VG. So, Austin. Yeah. How's it going, man? It's, uh, it's going, you know. Got about what? Three weeks of school left. Yes. Plus it's, finals. It's in. It's insane. We're feeling. I'm feeling crunch time here. Yes. I feel like I haven't done that much over the semester, and now I have everything to do. I know. I I completely get you. Uh, although for me, I I'm kind of behind. Kinda. <laughs> you still have a midterm to turn in. It, but, it'll happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm just feeling a little stressed from school, but it's okay. That's a good stress. I need to get my stuff done. Yeah. At least, I mean, at least it's fun stress, I guess. Fun stress? Oh. Good stress. Good stress. I don't know if there's a thing called fun stress. Yeah. For me, I don't know. Uh, I'm, like, not really working right now. I'm kind of working off jobs here and there. Uh, And so I'm feeling pretty good right now. It's amazing what he'll do for $20. So, um, <laughs> moving past that that comment, uh, <laughs> WrestleMania was this weekend, mm-hmm. and of course I I had a show rehearsal or something Sunday. Yeah, I had something going on Sunday that made it so uh, I couldn't see WrestleMania. Oh yeah, I had a rehearsal. You're right, I was working. Uh, and I'm really sad that I missed it. Uh, it was a big one. I didn't watch it either, but... Undertaker retired, man. That dude's like 50 years old. And so uh, he probably should retire, but it's real sad. Yeah. He's like... he's like So there... I don't want to talk about wrestling too much, but there's like a golden age of wrestling. We are not in that right now. Uh, and... The Undertaker's part of that. And so it's sad to see the golden age leaving. You know? Is he is he the last last part of it? Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe John Cena's in there and John Cena will be around forever. Uh, because John Cena doesn't have anything else going on in his life other than memes. John Yeah. So and uh he, and he got engaged. Yeah, and he proposed at the end and that's crazy (laughs) i mean what a wrestlemania uh and and it needed that because the wwe 
is not in a good position right now. Roman Reigns sucks, and that's really all they're basically, like, that's all they can really count on right now. So it's really sad, but it is what it is. Wrestling's stupid. <laughs> uh, but Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty! Uh, for those of you who, like, don't know, Rick and Morty uh, just randomly on April Fool's Day started streaming the first episode of next the next season, of season three. Just out of the blue. No one knew it was going to happen. And it was amazing. It was good. It was really good. And uh, one of my friends on Facebook has a theory that it's not going to actually be the start of the season. Like, that's the big whole April Fool's joke. But, I mean... There was a lot of work in that episode. Well, did you see the promo for the, the next episode? Uh, I don't think so. Where Rick turns himself into a pickle. Right. Well, I did. I did see the pickle, Rick. I'm pickle, Rick. I'm pickle, Rick. <laughs> yeah, I think that's when they announced uh, the next season is going to air in the summer. So. Yes. Uh, it's Rick and Morty is just so ridiculous. Uh, and then the whole Mulan McDonald's sauce thing. Szechuan sauce. Yeah. It's all I about mean, the Szechuan sauce, Morty. <laughs> I mean... Just the things that 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 like whole show clings onto is just so outrageous. And if you guys have no idea what we're talking about, if you have any access to a Hulu account, I recommend watching the first two seasons of Rick and Morty. It's it's a ride. I don't think I've ever talked to anyone who hasn't liked it. So one. Oh. One of my roommates doesn't like Rick and Morty. Oh. That's shocking. I know. I I can't believe it. But well, f- forget them. I'm assuming it's an Evans brother, but it is. Okay. <laughs> but probably not the one you're thinking of. Mm-hmm. Uh so other than that, uh last night I bought a ticket to the International uh which is the the International Championship for Dota. And it takes place in August. Uh, there's two tickets, and I don't know if there. I, there was kind of a rumor floating around that they were sold out, so I don't actually know. But there's two tickets you can buy. One is the midweek ticket, which is Monday through Thursday. Uh, it was a hundred. That's the one I got. And then there's a second ticket that is just finals. It's two hundred, and you get Friday and Saturday. And of course. I'd like to see the finals, but I have to come back um, and play a show that weekend. So I'm going to go up for the uh, prelims and semifinals. It's going to be cool. Um, I'm really excited. I mean, I've watched the international for several years, and so I'm excited. Yeah. Well, not kind of. A close spectator. Yeah, and so I'm excited. I mean, it's in Seattle. So it's not that far of a drive. I might fly. I haven't figured that out yet. But it should be a real good time. So I'm excited for that. Uh, So speaking of that, speaking of video games, let's just kind of hop into video games. Austin? Uh, Okay, so I know we said it last week that it came out for, for iPad, and that was Elder Scrolls Legends. And it's the card strategy card game that they released. I don't know when they released it for PC, but I guess it's been some time. But so it just came out for iOS literally last week. So I downloaded it and been playing 
a little bit of it, not too much. I've been a little busy with other stuff, but it's fun. It's not Gwent, but it's fun. Yeah, and well, have you played the like full Gwent game? No, cause it's only on Windows. All oh, right. So, right. Yeah, hmm. don't don't give me that look. <laughs> if you're looking for a good like you know time waster, it's definitely one to pick up. It's yeah. free, so I mean you can't really complain. And, oh, it is. Yeah. And it's got like a story mode and everything. It's kind of cool. I mean, I like my card games, so I think you'd enjoy it. It's because it's a little different than most other card games that I've that I've played. It's like I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it, but is yeah because you kind of battle. It's like a it's a battle where you have you and then another character and then your cards battle, but then they can attack you. And oh, weird. I don't know. It's it's kind of weird. So, and, but it's not out on Android, is it? I don't think so. I don't um, can double check. I mean, I'm looking at it, or I'm trying to search for it right now. But yeah, but it's got like a story mode, uh, just an arcade play mode, uh, online. So I don't know. Nah. I might. I'll probably have to play more of it. I just haven't. Yeah, I mean, I'm not seeing it um, because I'd like to play it, but I think it, I I know it's on PC. Yeah. Uh, I just can't really imagine sitting down and playing a card game on PC at this point in my life. Yeah. Unfortunately, you do need an internet connection for it, so yeah. When so it's not a good airplane game or road trip game, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean most airplanes have Wi-Fi now, and some of them actually are free. So some, some of them. So yeah, that's kind of what I've been playing. Uh, another thing I've gotten back back into, I should say, is uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. I do this all the time. I will play it for like. You know, solid month, two months, and then not touch it for like four, and then get back into it, and then not touch it, and now I'm back in the phase of playing it every day. So, and I've been playing GTA Online since it launched for the PS3 back in the day. I did the whole transfer and all that stuff. So, Matt's been kind of watching us play. I've been share playing a little bit with him because yeah. he doesn't own it. Yeah, I don't own it. It's one of those games that like I keep on thinking. Maybe I will pick this up, especially like it's thirty bucks now, and so maybe. But I I know what's gonna happen. I'm gonna pick this game up, and then everyone's gonna stop playing it. Yep, which is what happens all the time. So I probably won't pick it up. But it's the game we stop playing, but we will play eventually down the road. Will we? I it's it's. That's the track record we have going. I know. Uh, it, it looks like fun. It is a lot of fun. I do enjoy and it. And there's a lot of really stupid, cool things you can do in it. So More stupid, but yeah. there's some cool stuff. Well, it's video games, so of course it's stupid. Yep. <laughs> and lastly, pretty much what's been taking up my time for my free time has been Destiny. I gotta gotta say it. Yeah. I played it for a solid long time yesterday it's got me back i'm hooked again destiny is calling you open up your eager eyes i'm mr brightside i guess it's eagle eyes isn't it i think so good job yeah, I yeah screwed so up the killer's reference i'm trying to get that uh challenge book completed i'm like already 70 percent of the way done with it so uh yeah i i won't get into it <laughs> I won't play Destiny. Uh, we'll see about Destiny 2. But, you Which know. we will talk about later. So. We will. Um, for me, uh, Mass Effect, I've been trying to get into it. 
and trying to get farther and farther. I talked like, so last week when we talked about Mass Effect, I was just a couple hours in and I spent a couple more hours with it. And the problem for me, uh, like, I'm still pretty negative about it uh, because I want to play this game because I really like Mass Effect and I really like the series. Uh, and I just don't want to play this game. I sit down and I'm like, oh, I'm going to play a little bit of Mass Effect. And then I launch Origin and I'm like, I'm not going to play any Mass Effect. You know, there's just so many things that they did wrong <laughs> in this game, which, you know, sucks to say, but it's true. And I, uh, for me, like, I'm go I plan on finishing it just because... As an amateur journalist, I want to like be able to like specifically say why I dislike this game, but that's really tough to sit down and play a game that you're not having fun with, uh, you know. And there's just the overall, the writing is what's killing me. Yeah, the menu's bad, uh, the animation's bad, frame rate drops, uh, and I hear on console it's really rough. But you know, the best part of Mass Effect is exploring the world that they created and seeing the rich galaxies and all this stuff. And this game just fails at it. Uh, you know, they had a chance to make something brand new, something super cool, and they just didn't do it. They did exactly what they did in previous games, then they did a subpar version of it. You know, the a lot of the planets look the same. Uh, it's a hassle to explore. And that's, that is what's so disappointing about Mass Effect Andromeda, is they had such an opportunity to make a really super cool game, and they just didn't do it. And there, I know there's a patch coming out. We'll kind of talk about that when we hit news. But I just don't think that there's anything they can do to fix the problems that this game has. That's just really upsetting, because obviously, you know, Mass Effect, the first three were great and then i mean in bioware's other games dragon age and all that stuff is awesome yeah too. and there's some like you think they would have the formula down where they you know wouldn't have these animation issues wouldn't have these problems there are some theories behind that that the game was rushed to make a q1 launch oh i'm sure it was and that was completely unnecessary and frankly for me if i was releasing a video game and I had, like, this timeline of, like, oh, we're going to get it around this time. And they uh, went through and... There's people taking pictures of us outside. There's people taking pictures of us outside. But um, if they, like... If Nintendo came and said, we're going to release this console with an open-world Zelda game at the same time that you want to release this game, I would postpone it a couple months absolutely no doubt in my mind because you know that they're going to get swallowed by nintendo and, and even like with horizon came out right before it too yeah. and that's a much better game than Mass yeah Effect. and it, just nobody's really nobody's talking about horizon zero dawn right now because of zelda and because of the switch mm -hmm. and if if it's going to make the difference, if they could have taken a couple of months and made this game better, uh, I'm gonna like I'll, I will be upset if like s somebody comes and confirms that EA made them push this out the door. Which I would 
I'm totally not, understand. I mean, I wouldn't be I, surprised at all. Yeah, I'm not surprised at all. Because that's what so, they do. Uh, that's, I mean, that's Mass Effect, man. And like said, hopefully, hopefully it gets better. You know, there's some people online saying by hour 30, it's good. And I don't want to wait that long, but I really want this game to do something to me besides anger. But I'm sure Bioware knows the issues and they'll try to address them and fix them over time. But and you can fix technical issues, but you can't go and rewrite the whole game. Yeah. That's the problem. So, well, I mean, you could and be a massive update patch, but... You could. Uh, I mean, they did patch out Mass Effect 3's ending, but the entire game... But how much work do they yeah, really want to put in? Just change so. the game? Yeah, and is it is it really going to sell that well? And all sorts of stuff like that. So that's Mass Effect. Uh, We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. All right, we're back, and I'm just talking about games that I've been playing recently. Um, a game I want to mention, I picked it up on Steam. It's called Thimbleweed Park, and it's a, it's a 2D uh, kind of 90s retro-style point-click action game uh, or adventure game. So if you think about, like, Day of the Tentacle, that's kind of what this game is, and... They uh, they actually like make fun of that fact and make reference to like Day of the Tentacle and stuff. Uh, and it's it was made by Ron Gilbert and Gary Winnick, who worked on Monkey Island. So I mean, they they kind of know what they're doing in this field, just a little bit. Yeah, and it's been fun so far. I've I have a couple hours under it and. I mean, every everywhere you look, there's kind of nods to LucasArts games, uh, the kind of golden area era of adventure games. Uh, like I said, I'm talking about Day of the Tentacle. There's like several points that you actually see the tentacles from that game in uh, this game, and that's that's cool. It's a cool nod, and it's funny, which you kind of need uh, in this kind of game. It's just really goofy. The characters are just kind of out there, and you play as a clown at one point whose entire goal is just to insult people. Mm. Uh, and so, I mean, it's it's fun in its own way. If you like action, uh, I'd probably stay away from it, but there's some cool stuff in it. Um, I'm having a good time with it. The acting's kind of rough. Uh, but I kind of expect that from a game like this. So it works on itself. And the cool thing about this is one of the hard things about adventure games is they're really inaccessible to somebody who just wants to sit down and play a game. You know, you have to have a notebook and you have to figure it out. I mean, a lot of people play them with walkthroughs and stuff like that. This game has an easy or a casual mode. And as far as I can tell, all it really does is it makes some of the things easier, um, naturally, 
and you have a notebook that it lists out like everything you have to do, which is very different than some of the older games. And I haven't messed around with the hard mode much, but I think it kind of re- it kind of gets rid of some of that, so it's more of an old style uh, point and click game. So it's cool. I think it's like twenty bucks on Steam right now, uh, which is a fair price. Looking at the reviews and stuff, I think people have been spending you know nine, ten hours on it. So that's that's relevant and that's decent. Um, yeah, and it, it should be pretty cool uh, to go through and finish. Uh, it's wacky, so I enjoy it. But that's Thimbleweed Park. Uh, otherwise, I've got. I'm gonna try to stop talking, um, taking over the conversation. I uh, <laughs> just realized I did do something this last weekend. Did you? So well, last week we had our friend Jason on. We did. And I believe it was Friday. I went over to his place and played some PlayStation VR. Oh, did you? For the first time. How was it? It's pretty cool. Um, did you I'd, get sick? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. De- it was during Resident Evil. I got a little sick. Oh, which yeah. Which makes sense. Like, I uh, did, like, the little demo disc that he had. Did, like, the Drive Club thing, which actually was super cool. That was probably one of my favorite things was the Drive Club uh, demo. Yeah. And that would be one thing I would get if I had a PlayStation VR because, like... You literally feel like you're in the car driving, and it's really cool how you can just you literally can look around, and like you're in a normal car. Uh, so that was really awesome. Did you play Job Simulator? I did not. Oh, okay. And then I did like the the rigs one where you're like it's like that sports mm-hmm. game, and you're like the mech or whatever. That was pretty cool too. Uh, this promise for VR now that I've actually finally like sat down and did it, I thought it was really cool. Uh, yeah, and I, I've said this on the radio show before, but that's the problem. The problem with VR is just the upfront cost. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there's there is a variety of games right now, and maybe the offering isn't worth what you're going to spend to get into VR. But it, it's pretty cool. Um, I have not had a VR experience, so it was pretty fun. I I did because then I did do Resident Evil Seven. In the VR mode, I did like the whole beginning intro, and I did have to stop a few times because I. Well, I hear that's a tough one to do yeah, as well. And the best description is I felt like I was drunk and trying to go to sleep. And you get the spins and you're feeling lightheaded. Uh-huh. That's kind of how I felt. Like I had to make sure my feet were on the ground. I couldn't be sitting up with my feet off the ground, and I had to know, like, I'm. And that's kind of how I felt. So I got to play for like, you know, 15, 20 minutes and have to stop for five, get, get a drink of water, kind of catch my breath get back into it so that's cool i think uh, maybe that's something they can like as vr technology gets better you can avoid but well and i hear that the playstation vr is if you're gonna get sick it's probably gonna be on that one yeah i mean it was still pretty cool if the price goes down in the future like the next wave comes out and they're like a lot better because definitely you could definitely see the visuals decrease when you have the system on yeah. Versus like, like for Drive Club, I played Drive Club, which is on the normal PS4. Versus like what it looked like in the VR, definitely not as good looking. Yeah, but so maybe in the future when it actually is equal in graphic capability, it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's well cool. So um, now you don't feel like you're taking over the whole radio show. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about more games now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so everything. Uh, and Austin was, uh, we were in a party when I started playing everything. Oh, man. 
Uh, and I kind of had an existential crisis about halfway through it. Aren't we everything? Are we everything? I mean... Or are we nothing? No, we're everything, man. <laughs> but so this game, uh, it's kind of hard to explain. And actually, I, some people would argue with me that it is a game. Um, so I'm going to call it an interactive experience. Um, I will, I will say that it's a game, but I don't want to get into that conversation. I think that conversation's stupid. But in everything, you can control basically everything in the game. Um, everything you can, everything you see, you can do it, and or you can be it. I mean, animals, plants, rocks. Planets, galaxies, uh, cells. Bighorn sheep. Yeah, I said animals. <laughs> oh. um, but you love the bighorn sheep. I did like the bighorn sheep. I played for it, played as it for a while, and like even down to like DNA parts, you can you can control these things, uh, and you basically just kind of move them around, and they make them dance. Yeah, and if there's, like, groups of them, you can make them, like, dance with each other, and they basically dance in a circle, and then you can create new life from that. It's really interesting, uh, and the thing about it is, like, you kind of wander around, and you view thoughts from other objects, and some of them are like, like, I want to get out of here, and some of them are like, leave me alone. And just like weird things can arise from the thoughts of these plants and rocks and stuff. Uh, and the, the, my favorite part of this game is there's, there's a lecture series that you unlock uh, from Alan Watts that was recorded in the 90s. And so like you, you go around and you can unlock these bits of his this lecture that he gave and it's stuff like uh talking about the big bang uh you know if we all came from the big bang we are the big bang right since we're all that energy so really i'm i am the same energy as the big bang as austin as these mics as that ladder uh, there's a ladder in the corner of our studio right now. And there's like, we're all connected by that stuff. And that this this is where I started having this existential so crisis. we are everything. We are everything. Right. And that's the point of this game. Uh, and it's really cool. And so the guy who created it, uh, David O'Reilly, he's a 3D artist. And I kind of looked into his stuff a little bit. And I, he's has some work on games, but he's more known for his like film work, and like he did work on uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and some other things. Uh, I think he directed an episode of Adventure Time, but it was really neat. It was really cool just to have this experience, and I love games that play themselves. Uh, I love clickers and idlers and stuff, and this game will autoplay, uh, and I like so I can just put it on, and just kind of watch it go, which some people will think is kind of dumb because Matt knows how to spend his time wisely. Yeah, but if I'm like so, it's like one of those things that I can put on like one of my computer monitors. Uh, I'm playing on PlayStation, 
and I can work on the other one. And every now and then I can kind of look over and like, oh, look, a bunch of trees are dancing now. And I don't know. There's just something fun about it. And uh, it just seems really cool. And I'm excited to explore it more. I won't spend 20 hours on this game. But, you know, I'll spend a, I'll spend a good amount. Uh, last thing I want to talk about, and I don't know. Have you had any experience with Drawn to Death yet? No, I have not. Okay, so John to Death came out yesterday, yeah, um, and it's free for all PlayStation Plus members. Um, so I picked it up and started playing it this morning. It's weird. It's a lot different than I thought it was going to be. It's kind of this '90s metal punk angsty teen thing. It's it's kind of hard to explain. The art style is all kind of like doodles from a notebook. Uh, but it's incredibly curse-filled. Like, every other word is the F word. Really? And, like, really kind of bad high school humor. Uh, just like even going through the training mode, it's this frog trains you. And he basically just insults you the whole time. And so once you finish this tutorial and stuff, the launch icon in the corner of the screen is literally the square like button picture and the frog humping it. Classic. It is weird. Uh, so not what we expected. Yeah, not at all. And like, I feel like Rage Against the Machine should be playing the entire time that I'm like playing this game. Make America Rage Again. Yeah, exactly. And we've been kind of lucky with some of the multiplayer games that have come out on uh, the PlayStation Plus program. Uh, if you look at. Uh, Rocket League and then like Disc Jam and stuff. They've been really fun. And this one's kind of out there. I mean, it's different. It's different enough that I'm, I want to play it and I want to give it a try. Right now, um, I played one match this morning and then spent 15 minutes searching for another one. So I don't know how many people are playing it. I have seen kind of online some forums and stuff where people are pretty upset uh, with how with the game it's I mean it's a first I guess it's not a first it's a third person shooter kind of over the shoulder and it's kind of class loadout based and it is weird well I'll probably still pick it up try it out yeah I mean it's free it's so. free and so I We'll play it and probably have a better understanding of it. The combat doesn't seem bad, uh, so maybe it'll be okay. I know that in the one match I played this morning, uh, I destroyed the guy just repeatedly. So, I don't know. We'll see where that goes, uh, and hopefully, hopefully it'll be worth something at some point. So... Otherwise, that's really all I've been playing. Uh, we're going to take a break, and then we'll be back with news.
All right, we're back. Uh, for those of you just joining us, we're listening to the Dry Spell Radio Show. And not the Ty and Tay yeah, Show. Yeah, we are not the Ty and Tay Show as the thing reads. So, yeah. We are going to talk about some news in video games right now. So, so I think probably the bigger news story of the week was, I guess, one week ago, Destiny 2 unveiled their launch trailer. And it was pretty cool. I'm pretty excited. Okay. Yep. Let's, let's talk about this <laughs> launch trailer. So it had... Uh, <laughs> the two main vanguards that you've been following uh, as Zavala, who's like the serious soldier guy, and then Cade Six, played by Nathan Fillion, who's just the comical relief of the show, or of the game. And that's exactly what this trailer was basing itself on, was the two different uh, char- personalities of these two clashing with each other. And I think they did a really good job with that. It's pretty funny. If you haven't seen the trailer, I recommend it, even if you were not a Destiny fan. It's still it's pretty funny. You you'll probably get a little chuckle out of it. It is funny, uh, but I I don't feel like that's what what Bethesda needs to be going for. Bethesda, you mean not Bethesda? Bungie. God, what Bungie is should be going for in this game? Uh, you know, I've I've been very vocal about my how upset I was about Destiny. Uh, sorry, friends who have had to listen to that for several years now. But there's just something about it that rubs me the wrong way when I watch this trailer. And I kind of figured it out that it's just not what I expect from this game. It's like they're trying to be they're trying to be that funny, kind of edgy shooter. Uh like Borderlands or something, you know. Uh, and see, I think you're stretching here. I, I don't. don't. Uh, obviously, I don't think I'm stretching. And I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that if it was just a more serious trailer. And maybe if they would have released two trailers, uh, one being serious and one being funny, it would have been different. There's just something about the way that they combine those two things that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. See, I thought it was perfect. Because I, I don't know, I've been playing Destiny a long time, and these characters, like, as minimal interactions you've had with them, you kind of do know what they, who they are. And that's why I enjoyed the trailer for what it was. It just, I thought it was good. Yeah. And, but definitely what they showed in this trailer is everything from Destiny right now, they are leaving it behind. They're getting rid of it. Yeah, I mean, just the, and they made that, like, in-canon like thing because the guy was like well oh your stuff was destroyed my stuff was destroyed more importantly my stuff was destroyed see and that's exactly what i guessed what was going to happen in this trailer was it's going to show the tower getting destroyed all your stuff getting destroyed that's how they're going to justify losing everything the city's destroyed blah 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 you're now not the powerful you're like on the defense and that's exactly what i was going to guess what was going to happen and that is what happened and that makes me happy because that's where Destiny needs to go. It needs to up the threat level of what's like what you're facing. Because I feel like in current Destiny, it's like, oh, we got this guy. You want to go kill him? Okay. And then you fly out there. Ten minutes later, he's dead. Yeah. I want it to be like, oh, we're you know the last city on Earth, and all the humans are about to die. So we got to do something. Yeah. And so like for me, like this 
this doesn't change my mind, I'm going to get the game. So uh, you are. You are going to get. Yeah. Well, and I questioned myself off and on about getting Destiny. Uh, I just never leaped on At this on point, it. don't even. At yeah. this point, I'm not going to get Destiny. But I will, I will get Destiny 2. It's just watching a trailer like that doesn't get me excited for it. Well, it gets me excited for it. But I think Bungie, I mean, I'm really holding out faith here because I'm one of the one of the loyals here. But I really think Bungie, they know that they messed up with the first one. Don't they tell know, me about Bungie loyals. Okay, Mr. Halo over here. I'm a Destiny loyal. How about that? Okay. Because um, I think Bungie knows what they messed up on, what they need to fix, how they need to fix it. Because they've made such great games in the past with the Halo series. They know how to make a good game. So I think they've had some time to develop this one, make it right. And they another big thing, I think this is what hurt the first Destiny, is they were making it for both Xbox One, PS4, and PS3, Xbox 360. Yeah. And I think that really held back the, new, the, the game. Now we left all that behind. It's PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Yeah. Has been confirmed for it as well. So I feel like they have a lot more to work with. And I think we'll see a much better experience of a game here. Yeah, I'd be interested. I'm I'm going to be interesting to see how it performs on PC, because a lot of the times, like these games that come from console and then go to PC, they perform really poorly. Uh, and when the other way around, it's not too bad. So I'm I'm interested to see how it goes. So um, I'm sure we'll get more stuff slowly through. I mean, we have until September. We have so. a. They did announce a gameplay reveal May 18th. Right. So that's probably going to be the next big, I doubt we're going to get anything till then. Oh, I'm sure. So, and then really, then right after May, it's pretty much right around the corner, September 8th. So not too far away. Yeah. Um, so if any, we see any new news, we will definitely talk about it. Yeah. And so speaking of uh, kind of teasers or alleged teasers, uh, Bayonetta. Uh, they have they have been on the record saying like oh like we want to make a Bayonetta three, uh, well there's a random uh, website that popped up that is from Bayonetta that just has a countdown, and it's counting down right now it has like six days until uh, whatever it's counting down to is and so a lot of people are saying. Oh, this is going to be Bane out of three. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, I know that the, uh, on April 1st, they released an 8-bit version of Bayonetta uh, for free on Steam. And I haven't played it, but it looks fun. It looks dumb and stupid, but, you know, it looks like it'll be good. Nice. So, um, Otherwise, uh, let's just go up to the top here. Uh we talked about GameStop uh, laying off a bunch of people or closing stores last week. And so Mad Cats, um, on March 30th, uh, filed for bankruptcy. And all the directors and officers of the company have officially resigned. So uh, Mad Cats bankruptcy. is done. It, it's completely over. Which is really funny because, I mean, it's not funny, but it, like it's... Ironic. I was looking at their game sticks the other day because after my uh, arcade time in Seattle, I really wanted to play some Street Fighter. And so I was looking at maybe purchasing a fighting stick. Uh, and Mad Cat makes those. So 
we'll see. I'm, I might still get one. I mean, obviously, they're going to be around. But it's really fascinating because not too long ago, they... I mean, they were the forefront of all game accessories. Mm-hmm. I mean, who didn't at one point own a Mad Cat's controller? I mean, they were just everywhere. They were like the only ones mass producing these kind of off-brand controllers and stuff. That worked well. Yeah. And it's it's kind of sad to watch the decline in that, especially because like they made a deal with Rock Band 4 uh, to supply like a bunch of band instruments. And then Rock Band Harmonics kind of went out and was like, oh, we're going to make a deal with PDP. They're going to make our stuff now. Uh, and so it's kind of sad to see that leading to this bankruptcy, but it'll it'll be interesting to see how independent accessories do after this point. So I feel like not well. I feel like everything's kind of becoming proprietary, and like if you want to buy it, you got to buy the actual like Sony brand or Microsoft right. brand or something. But which probably isn't a great way for the industry to go. No. But no, no more free market. Yeah. Um, and in speaking of like layoffs and stuff, Harmonix laid uh, 17 people off and important people that have been around since Harmonix was making a name for themselves. And. This is like the third time that they've laid off people within the last couple of years. And that's really sad. Uh, And it makes me kind of question, like, what's going to happen to rhythm games here in America? Especially like band based rhythm games. Uh, Is this kind of the death of it? Like, I honestly have no idea. Yeah, it was a little upsetting. Cause yeah, because, I mean, I I always loved those games. And so I don't want to see them disappear. But, I mean, Harmonix is working on their card game right now. And so maybe that'll be turn into something. But, I mean, it is kind of sad to see this happening. So um, I don't think we have any more news stories on layoffs, which is probably a good thing. Let's turn a note here and... I have one at the very end, but oh, okay. we'll we'll leave that for the end. Uh, let's talk about something happy. Let's talk about the Video Game Hall of Fame. Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. Um, so there's a museum in Rochester, New York called the Strong Museum, and they kind of claim to have the Video Game Hall of Fame. And so they announced the 2017 nominees. Uh, these come from a group of people that kind of base it off of icon status, longevity, geographical reach, stuff like that. And so they uh, they announced the nominees this year, uh, Donkey Kong, Final Fantasy VII, oh. Halo, Solitaire, Mortal Kombat, Myst, Pokemon Red and Green, Portal, Resident Blue? Evil, Street Fighter II, Tomb Raider, and Wii Sports. And Wii Sports is the one that kind of stood out to me like, oh, well, this is this is a weird pairing, but that's cool. Uh, it, it, they sold a lot of Wii Sports. Yeah, so Wii Sports <laughs> went everywhere. So um, Already in the Hall of Fame, uh, Doom, GTA 3, Legend of Zelda, 
Oregon Trail, which makes me real happy, Pac-Man, Sims, Sonic, the Hedgehog, Space Invaders, Super Mario Brothers, Tetris, and World of Warcraft. It's all the games you'd expect to be there. Yeah, kind of. and uh, so I think that's kind of cool. I mean, it's just another way to kind of say, like, oh, hey, this is a real art form, uh, and it should be celebrated. So um, that's kind of a happy news. Let's take a break, and we'll get back to the last little bit of a show. We just got a few minutes left of Dry Spell radio show here. And so Austin uh, has some new stories for us. Uh, so I kind of saw this the other day that kind of surprised me. So Ubisoft announced a new Tom Clancy game, Tom Clancy Shadow Break. Uh, it's a mobile game. So I guess Ubisoft is now jumping onto the mobile game bandwagon. They have to. But I guess everyone is. I mean, how much money mobile games make these days is just insane. Yeah, and well, everybody has a cell phone, so it only makes sense. So my kind of two things about this is uh, the first one, I feel like Ubisoft is just throwing out a lot of Tom Clancy games right now. We went from like a point where we had none, and now we've had like four. <laughs> we had Siege. Yeah. Division, uh, Wildlands, now we got this one. And I feel like they're just, I don't know, I hope they're not exhausting the Tom Clancy name right now. I mean, Tom Clancy will always be around and they'll always use the name. That's true, but it's just like, I feel like we went through a period where we had like no Tom Clancy games until like now I own like three of them. So <laughs> yeah, it just happened real fast. So I don't know, that's just kind of my personal thing because I love the Tom Clancy style games, but. I feel like they're getting devalued a little bit, because like when I first saw Tom Clancy, you know, you know, think Rainbow Six, Vegas or whatever, and yeah, I mean, I loved the Splinter Cell games. And Splinter Cell, yeah. So like, I'm hoping like this just isn't like a, a trend where they just keep sticking Tom Clancy on all their new games just to make them sell better, but we'll see. Um, I watched the the trailer for it. It's like a sniper sitting there talking about shooting a sniper. Pretty much it. Um, Sounds like a Ubisoft trailer. So, it's, yeah, it's going <laughs> to be, I guess, a mobile shooter game. I'm not entirely sure if it's going to be like a strategy game or we'll find out. I don't think there's much on the game. I just kind of saw that blip on, I think it's Twitter or something. Yeah. So, I mean. Cool. I might look forward to it if it's yeah, not you I know, mean, outrageously I'll, priced. I'll probably, yeah, we'll see how it gets priced. Uh, I mean, they can either do really well with this or do really super bad. Because there's, there's no really in between. Because yeah, there's been some good mobile games, Hitman Go, and in Laura Croft Go. Yeah, both those Go games were really good. But then there's been some bad ones like Mario Run, which I've actually been putting a fair amount of time oh, into. No, no. But um, yeah. So 
guess next thing. Yeah. Disc Jam. I know we've talked a lot about Disc Jam, but they just had their first big-ish update the other day and introduced competitive mode. So I have not played it, which is kind of surprising. But I'd be interested to see like how the ranking system works, how well the matchmaking actually matches you, because that's always a frustrating thing yeah. when you're... I haven't touched Disc Jam in probably a week and a half, so you probably need to get into that. Yeah. Um, speaking of updates, let's just talk about a couple. Uh, let's start with Breath of the Wild. They came out with an update or are coming out with one, and they just basically said adjustments have been made to make for a more pleasant gaming experience. So whatever that means, uh, I don't know. But I'm assuming that it'll probably be a better frame rate. I think they already did that patch for the frame rate and stuff so yeah and maybe they'll tweak some of the in-game things that people have been claiming complaining about the rain the uh endurance stuff like that so we'll see um mass effects has a patch uh coming out tomorrow uh thursday and they are changing a lot of stuff i mean obviously they've been getting a lot of feedback uh and kind of in a nutshell is they're uh they're kind of they're trying to make it a little simplified when you go between planets uh well it was pretty like it's it takes a while yeah because i've seen that i kind of saw you play a little bit in the menu it's screen taxing. you showed me the inventory was just in the upgrade system which is wild uh-huh this is too much uh and yeah and they they're gonna start kind of working on the lip syncing and maybe some of the facial animations and stuff like you that mean these facial animations that look super good right and so i'm like and they've kind of said in the future they're gonna like work on animations more and more i think again that's the wrong thing to focus on but i'm not a game developer so um they also said that they're going to make improvements to the male romance options for scott rider uh and then that led me into a dark hole of kotaku and polygon articles mm -hmm. about how there's not enough gay love in these games Leave it for Kotaku and Polygon. Yeah, and so, I mean, I don't go into these games expecting a really great romance story. Uh, I mean, it's always been a part of them, but... It's not what the game's based around. Let's no, <laughs> but some people, you know, want it to be, so... That is that. Um, Tweets their own, I guess, because I don't... Fallout Shelter's now on Steam. I'm amazed that game still exists, and they're still doing things to it. <laughs> I opened it the other day. It was when I was flying to Arizona. I was sitting on the airplane. I opened it, stared at my screen. Vault 143 was my vault. Sat there for probably about a minute just staring at it. Closed it and played some solitaire. Yeah. That's what happened. My my vault got screwed up a long time ago, and so I just quit. Uh, let's see... Project Scorpio, the Xbox answer to the PS4 Pro. The news is coming out apparently tomorrow through a Digital Foundry, which so that usually means that it's going to be some really technical hardware crap. Uh, and so I'm interested to see that. Um, they kind of said that this was going to be the only place that is going to have this information, which is a little strange. But For like 10 minutes till the other yeah, website Yeah, I mean, everybody's going to be watching, and then it'll be everywhere. But um, 
Today is the HTC Vive's birthday. Happy birthday, yep. HTC Vive. Yay. Yay. Um, it's $100 off today and only today. So instead of $800, you can spend $700. Go yes. out and get your HTC Vive while they're hot. It does come with the motion controller, so I guess... Do it if you want to. And I think it's the one thing the Vive has going for them is those motion controllers. Yeah, I mean, I hear this is the best way to play uh, a VR game. So if I was, if I had seven hundred dollars yeah, today, maybe for I would any of you who just sitting there like, man, it. I really wish I did not have this seven hundred dollars right now. This is your deal. This is the day for you. So happy birthday, HTC Vive. Um, one year already. That's crazy. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, um, let's get into some really bad crap. Let's hear it. Persona 5. Uh, we have a couple of friends who are playing Persona 5 right now, and they're and, really liking it. And they will not play anything else. Yeah, and that's cool. I'm not going to play Persona 5. It's not my kind of game. Uh, I've never played a Persona game. I probably won't be overly happy with it. I'm not going to play it. My only opportunity to see what Persona 5 would be like is to watch streamers, watch my friends, stuff like that. But but I can't do that because uh, they are blocking basically any stream of the game. Or share after, function. Yeah. yeah, or share function on the PlayStation. Any of it. It gets blocked after a certain in-game date. And they are being very hardcore about it. They are sending uh, takedown notices to streamers on Twitch. And, like, they're going after people. Which is insane because it's free publicity, free advertising for your game. Right. And so they, their claim is that it's going to ruin the story. That's just, that's just insane. And I kind of, so I was reading some of the comments on one of the news articles I looked at for this. And they were kind of talking about how this is kind of Japanese culture. You look at the way Nintendo treats streamers. Oh, it's, it's terrible. It's very similar. And so I, I, as much as it sucks and I think it's dumb, um, you know, they, they have the right to do that. Streamers kind of live in this gray area of just kind of being a, doing only what the developers want them to do. And, you know, and journalists have dealt with it for years and years and years. Uh, every, every game that you get has some form of stipulations about you can only talk about it for this long or you can only make videos this long and like all sorts of stuff like that. You have to wait until this date. And so this is just seems incredible, like how much they're doing this. But yeah. Um, so let's talk about Palmer Lucky. Yeah. Let's talk about Palmer. Lucky. Um, Palmer Lucky was the face of VR. I mean, he he was the president, I believe, of Oculus when they sold Oculus to Facebook. And he was on the cover of Time magazine. Uh, he just left Facebook 
And Oculus, uh, in an interview with GameSpot, said, Palmer will be dearly missed. Palmer's legacy extends far beyond Oculus. His inventive spirit helped kickstart the modern VR revolution and build an industry. We're thankful for everything he did for Oculus and VR, and we wish him all the best. What's, what's crazy is I didn't even know he's still with the company, for one. Uh, and this is just kind of a sad end to the legacy and the story that is Lucky Palmer. And if you don't know about it, uh, like I said, cover of Time magazine... Uh, and then sometime last year, they discovered that he was pumping a bunch of money into a company that was basically just making really nasty memes about Hillary Clinton. Regardless of how you feel about this election... Uh, and regardless of if you like Donald Trump or you like Hillary Clinton, whatever, he was pumping a ton of money into uh, the proper term I can't say on this uh, this show. I'm not allowed to say that word, but let's just say crap posting. Was that a good censor? That was fantastic. Thanks. Um, and... It was just really, really weird to see. Like, you know, like, support whoever you want. That's cool. But once you start pumping money into a company that is posting things that are anti-Semitic, racist, things like that. He just fitting in with all the other video game guys right now, so. <sighs> yeah, this was the start. This was pre PewDiePie doing his thing and pre uh, whatever that guy is, um, yeah. all those people, and so it's just really sad. I mean, nobody was surprised that he's leaving Facebook. I'm amazed he was still there. Uh, it's just sad to see the end, you know, because this guy was was so influential, and it's just sad to see him fall like this. Yeah. So how the mighty fall. Yeah. So uh, Palmer Lucky is no longer with Facebook. So uh, uh, last little bit of news here. I'm just going to end on a nice little yeah. happy note. So I saw this yesterday. I'm sure it will happen, but a possible Modern Warfare 2 remaster will be on the next Call of Duty. Is that really surprising to anyone? No. Because no. they did that for the last one. So well, they're going to make me spend another $90 to get it, but that's cool. But if the next Call of Duty is World War II and all they're talking about, it's probably worth it. So, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of happy for that because Modern Warfare 2 was awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was great. And they've already said this will revitalize Call of Duty on the little thing God, I saw I yesterday. God, I can only hope. So, we can only hope. Yeah. Um, so, that about does it for us this week. Yeah. So, as far as uh, games coming out this week, again, Persona 5 came out yesterday. Drawn to Death came out yesterday. If you have PlayStation Plus, go ahead and download it. Uh, Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> Remastered. <laughs> Parappa the Rapper. I is remember out playing again. that on the PS1 back in the day. Man, uh, I want to play this game, but I know that it's just absolutely ridiculous. It's so, so. good, though. Um, today, Shovel Knight, uh, Spectre of Torment, I did actually, is out. When I was at Jason's house this last week, I did play some Shovel Knight on the Switch. 
Oh yeah, it's pretty cool. I was like had the one Joy-Con in my hand, and it was, felt like I was gonna crush it. But I have I have a, a Shovel Knight on my DS. It's pretty fun. It is. It's a it's a great great platformer, uh, and so I'm this. I guess Specter of Torment is supposed to be a prelude uh, to the game, and so. I, I don't know too much about it. Uh, maybe I'll be able to get it this week or something. Ukulele comes out uh, next Tuesday. And not ukulele like you play a ukulele. It's like a bird. It's kind of like Banjo-Kazooie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's very much in that style. So um, And then Stardew Valley Collector's Edition comes out for PlayStation and Xbox One uh, next, next Tuesday. And so this would be a really good time to get into Stardew Valley if you haven't before. Um, otherwise, that's kind of all that I know of coming out. Uh, I'm sure there's a bunch of Steam games, and I might pick one up. Uh, so, yeah, that's basically our show. Uh, for those of you who do listen on a fairly regular basis, uh, I just kind of want to give you an update again. Austin and I need to go uh, do photo shoots and things like that so we can kind of make up our SoundCloud page and uh, hopefully get a Facebook page up here real soon. Yes. Uh, And other than that, I'm kind of working out the kinks on getting an RSS feed of the show so that you can download it to the podcast program or, yeah, podcast program that you wish uh, so you don't have to necessarily listen on the SoundCloud app. And otherwise, that's kind of us right now. So, so yeah, please feel free. Email us if you have any questions, concerns, comments, yeah. anything. Please, please do. Follow uh, us on Twitter. Yeah. At tryspell underscore, underscore VG. VG. Yes. This, I, I knew it. <laughs> and it's our email is tryspellgaming at gmail. Nope. Tryspellradio at gmail.com. Okay, Come on, Austin. <laughs> Uh, that's a that's a demerit right there. Oh, I'm sorry. So um, yeah, shoot us an email. Uh, follow us on Twitter if we get the Facebook page launched and stuff. Um, like us on there or whatever you do on Facebook. So yeah, I think that's gonna do it for us this week. Uh, so for uh, me, thanks for listening and for Austin. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Same place, same time. See you next week. Bye.